The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. I am Professor Snipe, and this is the Potterhood Podcast with Nico Wright and Will Poznan. You're here to enjoy the subtle science and exact art of podcasting. As there's a little foolish wand waving here, many of you will hardly believe this is magic. However, for those select few who possess the predisposition, enjoy the show. <laughs> Check, 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 check. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 18 of the quarantine series of the Potterhood Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Nico White. I'm Will Poston. And we are the Potterhood Podcast. Buddy, how are you? I'm doing good. What about you? Dog, I can't complain. Um, like I was tell- telling you off air, you know, got the thing coming up that we're recording in seven days. So... Excited about that, nervous about that, but that should be dope. And um, here with you and Max, dog. Same old same, really. I'm excited, too. I think it's going to be terrific. Appreciate you, dog. So then, well, let's get started, man. Who are we sorting? So we're going to sort the concept of voting because uh, it's one of the most important things weighing on my mind. Uh, yeah. And uh, I've, I feel very strongly about where I think it should go. And mm-hmm. I think it'll be a good jumping off point for the episode. So let's start with, you want to start it off? Where would you put voting? I would, I, I would love to. I would, um, again, you, 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 come, you come up with these things that make me think very existentially. Um, <laughs> I would sort voting into slittering. Okay. Right? And the reason that I'm a sort voting in the Slytherin is because it's based on a lot of things. It's based on what you know, who you know, the way the way you're exposed to um, society. So, like for me, I'm a Democrat, right? Or at least on paper, that's what most would assume. Personally, I don't these days anyway. I don't really know if I align with any party, but yeah. on paper, I'm a Democrat. And at least with the way that they talk, you would think that. Dan and I agree on most things, right? I'm pretty liberal on most things. I don't, um, I'm all for legalizing most drugs. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm all for, um, I'm all for people getting certain types of benefits, right? That's probably a lot to do with what I was exposed to and how I was exposed to it. You understand what I mean? I grew up. I grew up a certain way, seeing seeing things a certain way, and I found um, I always found Republicans, the candidates that I saw growing up, I always found them to be very um, hands off. I found them to be pretty dismissive of situations that they didn't really understand. Uh, but again, that was based on who I was around, my immediate network, right? Then as I got older, my my um, network of exposure changed. My friends changed a little bit. And you start to see a bit of that other side and you go, again, 
this influence isn't just coming from me. It's coming from the people that I'm around, too. So that's why, for those reasons, I say Slytherin. Slytherin seems like a very political house. If we're talking about voting the way that we do it, though, that changes things a little bit. Because in principle, I would want to put that into Gryffindor, right? But that ain't how we handle it. It's not just brave. In fact, a lot of things that surround the way we vote pretty cowardly. You know what I mean? We only got yes. we only got two parties till this day, Democrat and Republican. And I'm not talking about like in actuality how many parties we have. I mean, those are the only two parties that we'll vote for. And because that's the case and because they're the only two to get any type of exposure, that seems like something somebody very smart would come up with, like a Ravenclaw to keep people under control. So if we talk about the way we do it, I think it would be a very bad Ravenclaw. Somebody with too much brains that you gave um, power. Because even or a, you, go ahead. Or like a very smart Slytherin. It's like a Ravenclaw Slytherin blend kind of. Yeah, man. Because we, we, when you think about it, right? The electoral college is still a thing. And it's still the main thing. So it's somebody going, these people aren't smart enough to make their own decisions. And again, like you said, it's that weird blend because it's so Ravenclaw-ish, right? But it's a bad Ravenclaw. But then yeah. it's so Slytherin-like too. But at its well, core, it's supposed to be electoral to be college. Brave. Electoral college is would be what the Ravenclaws called it, and gerrymandering would be what the Slytherins called it. And it, yeah. it's like gerrymandering even sounds like a Slytherin thing. Yeah, like that was a term that got invented in the Slytherin common room. But yeah, electoral college is just gerrymandering at a state level. You're breaking the states up into weird shapes and then you're allocating values to them. Right. It it elevates, obviously, certain states' voting power and diminishes others. So so I guess because you said the concept of voting, because you said the concept of of voting, I'm going to be a bit of a punk and I'm going to try to find an easy middle ground. So I'm going to go Ravenclaw with Slytherin undertones and with Slytherin overtones because I think the concept is really smart. The way we apply it, though, dog, is almost evil and it makes no sense at all. Interesting. You mentioned every house except where I would put it. So I would go with Hufflepuff because I think Oh, yeah? Well, I think that the idea of voting is so based on just trusting everybody else to be good and benevolent. It's like, we're all going to just put our name into the ballot box with who we think it should be. And, but the notion of voting doesn't account for the Slytherins in the world. And the thing I see is that there's no Gryffindor counterbalance to the Slytherin impact on voting. So you have things like voter suppression, you have things like faulty voting machines in, you know, areas of the country that happen to be, you know, like dense city populations that always seem to vote the opposite way of what the governor is wherever there's faulty voting machines, you know? Right. And uh, so it's like the idea of voting to me is just so trusting mm-hmm. and like optimistic. I, yes, exactly. Gosh. And then it just doesn't account for that there's more nefarious stuff going on. Gotcha. So what you're saying is because of its idealism, it's um, it's in Hufflepuff for you. Yes. Fair. And you feel do you feel it's being taken advantage of? 
for sure. I feel like there's the Hufflepuff ideology compounded with the Slytherin influence and there's absolutely no Gryffindor influence. Like we a hundred percent agree on that, that there needs to be a Gryffindor counterbalance. You know, back in the day in like the seventies where if you tried to get a prostitute and you got caught, they would publish your name in the paper. Right. They need to do that for people that commit, like that try to rig elections, like just on the front of the paper and, just like the people that provide a faulty voting machine, like there needs to be more of a shame component to people that fuck with elections. People are more ashamed about how much money they have in their Mm -hmm. checking accounts than they are about messing with elections, fam. Yeah. (laughs) It's so weird. People are more insecure or have to be more insecure about (laughs) about their financial situation. Yeah, that's crazy than they are about stealing elections. And yeah. think about how many of the last three or four elections, how many of them were stolen. Yeah. Outside of Barack Obama, the election before him, stolen. Mm-hmm. The election after him, stolen. And stolen in a lot of ways, because even something like a misinformation campaign about John Kerry's military service, like misinformation done by the federal government, that is a form of stealing an election. Why don't they why don't they have to serve jail time for that? I don't understand. I don't understand. uh, We passed the wrong laws, though. I mean, I don't understand how somebody can be the head of a political party after they pass debate questions after their party passes debate questions to one candidate and not the other. Like, I just don't understand that. Um, but you know, she's, (laughs) maybe it's not for us to understand. Yeah. There's something else going on there. We still only have two parties. Yeah. (laughs) The same two parties. And they're not even based off of like an ideology, like libertarians. That's an ideology. Socialists. That's an ideology. Democrats and Republicans. Like what is the, like, uh, I've said this so many times, but a Massachusetts Republican looks a lot more like an Oklahoma Democrat than they do like a Oklahoma Republican. It's just, right. it's team oriented. It's just wanting to feel like part of a team. And, and, but that team, we're all American, fam. A hundred percent. We're all American and all the labeling and all that stuff. Cause I've been on a real tear this week. Right. And I think I mentioned this on here before, but I don't trust certain people with certain terms anymore, especially with everything going on. So like the term African-American is a term that I've embraced, but I remember when I first learned the term, I didn't like it. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's nothing to do with like, oh, it's nothing to do with the negatives that people might assume. Right. It's not that, oh, you're trying to distance yourself from your African heritage. No, I'm not. I'm talking about how irresponsible people are with the term in this country because they'll use African-American as a way to make sure that black people don't feel a connection to this country. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? Yeah, they don't, don't say British American, French yeah, American. You never got, hear it. I got to wait for the parade to find out who's Irish. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they just they just American throughout the rest of the year. You feel me? Yeah. So it's it's that to where it's like, oh, okay, so you're gonna hyphenate my Americanness. Meanwhile, you'll teach me in school that we built it for free. Yeah. I I, I, I don't get it. Dude. So. 
Yeah. When you think about it, right? We can't even all unite under being Americans simply under the pretense that we were born here. Look at how that makes you feel when you go to sign when you go to do a job application. It's like, okay, are you? I'm I'm American. <laughs> Why can't I just put that in and call it a day? Yeah. What's what's all this extra shit? Why does it matter what type of American I am? No, that that is weird. And also, if you if you put like I don't want to submit to yeah. it, then mm-hmm. they they just treat it like oh, what are you trying to hide? You know what I was thinking right. about with those things too. Like they have the uh, if you put for the handicap section now, mm-hmm. um, I don't know what the but for that section, uh, they've added depression to the list of things that you can put be handicapped for. Um, and I was thinking, like, where's the line with that, you know? Right. Like, Because I would think certain people would be able to qualify by default, especially yeah, that's considering like, the time. It's like most Americans, you know, have some capacity for depression. Um, I don't some know, it's ca- just so some weird. Some capacity, we're living in it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, the, yeah, The middle class doesn't <laughs> exist anymore, fam. Yeah. It's non-existent. In order to be middle class, you have to make six figures. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah, if they did the Cosby show now, they'd have to make the house less nice. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 85 grand ain't getting you that anymore. Yeah, for sure. Anyhow, what are we going into next? You told me about this great topic that you came up with this concept oh yeah well on the theme of voting we're going to talk about we're going to predict who different characters would have voted for okay in this election got you got you part of yeah. 2020 yeah oh that's a great name we're using that mm-hmm. well let's start with harry who do you think that harry would have voted for and you can be out of the box it doesn't have to be one of the two it can be anything i think harry would have wanted to vote for um bernie sanders Yes, I I 100% agree. And I think Harry would have been very, um, very hurt to see how Bernie Sanders ended up getting um, dealt with again in front of everybody. It would would probably feel like when Voldemort came back and nobody believed him. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And it would probably feel like the ministry putting out bad article after bad article about him because it's like, hey, uh, your hero's right here. Yeah. Your hero is right here. So... Oh, okay. Yeah, and y'all don't realize this is the problem. This is exactly what happened. All right. All right. No, I'm shut up. It'd be Rita Skeeter specifically writing these articles about how Bernie Sanders, like, ate noodles with his hands, just making up weird things. (laughs) And she's like, no, I saw it. And then it would turn out to be true, but it'd also be not a big deal. Like, oh, yeah, he eats noodles with his hands. And there's a beetle on the bowl right there just, like, writing notes. Dog, they, they would probably go so far as to, because um, you know with um, socialism, right? One yeah. of the only things Bernie did that I think hurt him was that he embraced that term, right? Because he's like, yo, if you're going to call me that, you can call me that. And I'll just go forward with it. Instead of actually explaining what his actual um, stances were, in my opinion, right? Yeah. So when you look at Harry, when Harry came back and he started saying that Voldemort was back, he didn't really go into deep details, Right. Or at least not with everybody. Only certain people got that story, the full story. Mm -hmm. And I think because of that, Harry would pick up on everything that Bernie is um, going through. So for Harry Potter, I think if he were 
alive during this times and had to vote for a muggle, he would pick Bernie Sanders. I think he endorses Bernie Sanders. I 100% agree. And I think that um, with the general election, I think that Harry would be like, I need to investigate. For He would be investigating like both candidates, he would make it his personal mission to tear down both Biden and Trump. And Hermione would be like, we should just vote for Biden. And Harry would be like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to make it like me by myself out here, finding the Trump and Biden horcruxes. Yeah. Yeah. And the rest of them would be like, this is Harry, this is not your fight to fight. And he'd be like, no, I am the chosen one. And they'd be like, Harry, your ego's showing. Right. Right. It's like, yo, this is Hogwarts seventh year all over again why does it yeah. feel the same <laughs> it's like yo you know we fly right we don't even gotta deal with this so what about let's move on to hermione because mm. I'll, I'll start with her I, I just said i think she would just vote for biden i think she'd just be like there's you know there's a long tradition of voting and you just vote for the best candidate available i think initially she'd be all about warren probably and now she'd yeah, yeah. be like for biden okay all right i think if it was um I think Biden, I think she wouldn't want to vote for Biden. I would think she would be one of those ones that was like hard headed. I'm just not voting this time. Right. I oh, think, yeah. 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 Because I think the candidate that she would want wouldn't be present. Right. I think she would have went all in for um, Hillary and to see Hillary get done the way she got done. And, to see <laughs> things, and then to see things kind of look like they're going that same route a second time. I think she would have lost hope, actually. Um, especially with... Um, such strong opinions like Harry and what I'm going to get to in a second and Ron. But um, yeah, I think that after a while, <sighs> Biden picking Kamala Harris would be what turns Hermione. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I putting think so a, too. Putting a, woman, putting a woman in a position of power like that. I think she would have liked Elizabeth Warren, but I also think that um, Elizabeth Warren may have reminded her a bit of Trelawney. You know what I mean? <laughs> to where it's like that, oh, that, that whimsical thing. <laughs> you know? I don't, yeah, think, she her, did I don't have, think Hermione likes that that much. Warren did have, like, those fantasy fiction mannerisms mm -hmm. and facial expressions. Yeah. I think I she would have annoyed Hermione, honestly. Well, let's go to Ron. So who, who would you have Ron picking? I'd have Ron voting for somebody like a Mitt Romney, actually. I wouldn't see Ron. Oh, yeah? I wouldn't see Ron falling with the okie doke with Trump, but I will, uh, also wouldn't see Ron falling with the okie doke with um, Biden. I think he would be somewhere in the middle, like a, um, what Yang? do you call it? That's what I have him as, Yang yeah. Gang. Yeah, somebody like Yang, somebody that's um, right there in the middle that has no chance of winning. <laughs> Yeah, and then I think for the general, he would not want to vote, but then Hermione would force him to. I think he'd be convinced to vote for um, for Biden because the opposite, especially if they were regular, you know, humans like us, if he votes for Trump, the Weasleys stand no chance. Yeah. You get know what I mean? Oh, so, for sure. So I definitely think, uh, I think he votes the correct way of history. But I also think Ron might not be able to vote because he either got a felony for riding during the uh, process. <laughs> yeah, do you know that uh, if Trump was in charge, he would find some way to prevent all the Weasleys from voting? Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. And I think they all would take up, like, um, 
they would take up causes like that. He'd be like, they were flying brooms before they had licenses (laughs) in the backyard. We can't let these people vote. (laughs) Arthur Uh, was in the Department of Mysteries. He got attacked (laughs) by a snake. It was his fault. It was his fault. He he deserved it. Again, it, it it would be it would be so much like it would be so much less creepy if this didn't really feel like Harry Potter's books. Yeah, literally, as we talk about it, it gets more and more like ugh to me because I'm like, <laughs> but this is kind of it. Yeah, I, sometimes I think about that. Like we should have just done a podcast about Clifford because it would just be normal, <laughs> but with one big red dog r- running around. Right. Right. <laughs> As opposed to every time we sit down, I'm like, damn, that's just what's going on out here. <laughs> um, but for a quick um, like little break, to every American that listens to the podcast is of voting age, please be registered to vote. Mm-hmm. I, I, didn't, I didn't think voting would matter so much with Donald Trump being president. I, I, I never would have thought that, right? But he's made voting matter so much. Dog. Yeah. Like he's going to be the cautionary tale for the rest of our lives for better or worse, depending on what happens next. But my dad called me today. My pops don't give a shit about politics. Usually <laughs> he called me today. Yo, make sure you vote. Make sure you vote. And I ain't going to tell you which way, you know, but you probably guess. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're within the sound of our voice, this election, if you can go vote in person, Go vote in person. I don't care how I don't care how old you are. You know what I'm saying? And look, that's me telling you that. I've been I've been in the house, been in the house. I I ain't ain't got no chicks coming over, none, none of that. I ain't taking no risk. All I'm doing is my shows, and I'm coming home. That's me. So if I'm telling you that it's worth the risk of catching whatever outside. To go vote in person, go vote in person. If you can't vote in person, do whatever you got to do to vote. But vote this time. A hundred percent. And, you know, if you're young, like, I'm going to do, and you're healthy and shit, like, I'm going to be a poll worker. and sh- Because, like, yeah, it can't be, it's always, like, old people doing the poll worker thing. Mm-hmm. And it's always people who look like they've been in a chair for two decades in a row. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, those are the people that, can't we can't force them to do like we can't lean on them to do that right especially now, like. not now yes especially not now because like you said a lot of those folks that do those jobs they're older you know yeah. what i'm saying to ask them to be out and we talk about mistakes being made and being worried about that yes go vote 100 percent. all right so let's go let's keep to going. somebody who might be uh more on the edge so let's go to draco who would you have draco voting for i'd have draco voting for biden Okay. You know what I'm saying? It depends on which Draco we're talking about, right? Book because, seven. Yeah, definitely yeah. voting for Rob, because this is reform Draco now. Interesting. You know what I'm saying? This is Draco that's already seen what's happened with Voldemort and doesn't want to see it go any further with a very Voldemort-like person. Okay. That's an optimistic view of Draco. It, it, depends, f- it depends on where Draco is and the, um, like which Draco we're talking about. I still think that Draco goes with, because it's not like Draco stopped hanging out with Krabby and Gold. He didn't try to find new friends. Okay. His mom, like his dad would obviously go for Trump, but I feel like his mom probably is 
even if she doesn't believe it, she's saying pro-Trump stuff around the house. Mm-hmm. I think that because of all that, I think he has a really tough decision, and he probably is, like, crying in the voting booth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. People are like, who's that crying in the voting booth? And then Draco walks out. But, yeah, I think he still folds and goes with Trump. I Interesting, fam. I, again, <laughs> I don't know because I want I want to say that, and I say folds because I think in his heart he wants to go with Biden, but I think that he ends up voting for Trump. I, I think he's that um, he occupies, and I guess that my answer because I after hearing what you said, I think you're right. My answer is the hopeful answer of what I hope happens with people that fall in that kind of scenario, right? Yeah. To where you have, because that kid exists. And as a matter of fact, there's probably a lot more of them than we think yes. there are. Yeah. You know, and I'm talking about the young teenager this, or the young 20 something that's old enough to vote. And they feel two types of ways. They might have young Republican money and financially feel like, you know, I want to protect that. So I want to vote that way, like, you know, everybody in my family does. But then they look at what the cops are doing or what they've been seeing if they looked into it. And if they feel some type of empathy, they might not be out protesting with people or anything like that, but they might get why people are out yelling Black Lives Matter and all that, right? Yeah. But that might not be the popular opinion at the house. Oh, 100%. You've seen a, there was a video of that came out of the the murder kid Kyle Rittenhouse hanging out like two days, three days or whatever, like a before the protest where he killed the two people and shot the third person, mm-hmm. he was in a parking lot with a bunch of other kids, his age. Mm-hmm. And they, but it was like, they had just finished a different protest mm-hmm. and uh, he was threatening somebody who'd been on the counter protester, the, the Black Lives Matter protest who was also in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And he was like, th- like basically like trying to flex on them. Mm-hmm. And then one of the girls from his group of friends got in between them and was like, don't fight, don't fight. The Black Lives Matter protester walks away. And then Kyle Rittenhouse starts punching the girl he's friends with. Mm-hmm. And you see his group of friends that are all like the young Trump people friends. Like, they're mm-hmm. all like, what the fuck? Like, who are we friends with? And I think there's a lot of people like that around the country yeah. that are like, look, everybody in my community is pro-Trump, but then they see some of the crazy people affiliated with that, and they're like, what the fuck? And, and, here, and here's what we mean by that, right? Or I, let, I should speak for myself. Will, let me know if you agree. Um, what I mean by that is there's people that are get these young kids, fam, that don't know anything else besides their parents' opinion. Mm-hmm. All right. They actually have to they have to be out there and they have to see that. Those kids that roll with um that subhuman Cal Rittenhouse, the kids that rolled with them, I don't know them, right? But now imagine having to see that brutality. Yeah. Because you're gonna have to ask yourself, yo, am I on the right side? Because look at who you're associated with. Yeah, well that's the thing. There's like there's like a, a lot of Dracos. And then at some point when you grow up around guys like Krabby and Goyle, if you've grown up with them your whole life, 
it's a later point in your life where you go, oh, these guys are fucking evil. Oh, yeah. my two closest friends are fucking evil, and I'm not wired that way. But but but, but then but then it also makes you ask yourself, am I wired that way? Yes, good point. Hey, dog, I I came up with some people. You understand? Yeah. I've can I've come I've come up with some people. Now I've asked myself, yo, if I if I know five people that have done this same one thing, am I capable of doing that? Yeah. You got if if you don't ask yourself that question, I think something's wrong with you. I, I really do. I think something's wrong with you. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't know. But yeah, I think Draco. And you know what's, what's crazy and what's scary? That's the most important character out of all of this. Yeah, I think so, too. I think right. that's the change. Yeah, that's the change. That's OK. Are we going to keep granddad's opinions alive or are we going to start healing? Because like we keep saying, it's what's boggling my mind about everything is like you have two different types of people trying to do one, do it trying to do two very different types of things. You had a president that said make America great again, right? And I personally don't think it's ever been great when I really consider it. But you have one force that seems like it's trying to go to that direction of being great. Right. And then you got this other one that's like, nah, we, we're going to stand in the way of that. Mm-hmm. And progress, and it, progress is scary because these people that want to keep it the way it is, they're just having what they're, they're, what they're comfortable with be broken. And yeah. they're, they're so afraid of that that they're willing to stand violently against peace. Yeah. Some of this stuff, some of these people defending old institutions, it's like somebody with a 30 year old car telling you it drives great and it breaks down every other weekend. Mm -hmm. It's like, yo, we were supposed to go across the street. We've been on the same block for an mm -hmm. hour and a half. I could have walked there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people, I think that uh, I'm not the first person to say this, but some people are scared of, society moving forward because they're aware of their own karma mm -hmm. but it's not going to be like that like people that wanted to move forward it's not about getting revenge on people nobody for, wants revenge dog yeah. we aren't it's, even hounding y'all about reparations just move <laughs> get out of the way a hundred percent well i got so i think draco's situation that bums me out a little bit but i got one that's a bummer but also kind of funny to me shoot I think that Dobby, book two Dobby, mm -hmm. is campaigning for Biden the whole time on the sneak, mm -hmm. but vote for Trump because because the Malfoys told him he has to. Yeah, they probably tricked them in a way like, you got to do this and we'll give you something. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Which is really what a lot of campaigning is. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. The, the candidate telling you, oh, I'll give you something. Okay, well, this is for me personally, but I, I still want y'all to do the right thing. <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you um, one that I think would be um, shocking. I think if you let if you leave him in the booth alone, Pettigrew votes for Biden. I agree with you about that. I think huh? Pettigrew votes for whoever he walked to the polls with, like mm -hmm. whichever group of people. If he walked to the polls with like Neville, he probably votes for Biden. 
And if he walked there with Fenrir Greyback, he probably votes for Trump. Like he's so scared of the company he keeps, he'll just vote for whoever he's with. And I actually think there's a lot of pedigree. There's a lot of those too. In this, yeah, in this coming election, which is, you know, if you feel very strongly about one of these candidates and you know people in your life who are pedigrees, talk to them. Yeah. Not yes. even because they're going to change their mind for the right reasons, but they'll change their mind for the wrong reasons of just because you talk to them. You know the sad part? There's no conversation being had. Me, you know yeah. what I want to do? We need to find a 20-something Trump supporter and have them on the podcast. Oh, for sure. If you're a, if you're a Trump supporter, I would love, love, love to talk on the podcast with you. It won't be like attack style. No, straight up. You'll be asked questions. You'll just be asked questions that we would expect you to answer like an adult. And, and like, and likewise on our end. Oh, a hundred percent. You can ask us anything that we'll answer um, like adults. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, we, we going to get on that. We going to get on that. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, what do you, what do you think Luna does? Hmm. Damn. <laughs> you go first. Okay. I think that Luna votes for Trump or votes for Biden, but she tell and she also tells everybody some story about Trump that can't be true. Like, oh, I'm voting for Biden because Trump eats house elves. And mm. then it turns out to be true like a month later. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, he ate three house elves. It was it was weird. His generals were like, "Why are you eating these house elves in front of us? We're just gonna go to CNN after this." And he still ate three house elves. <laughs> you are a sick and, t- and twisted individual. You know that. Um, That's probably true. Okay, let me see. I think Luna was originally gonna vote for Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> and then I think that Luna got pretty um, discouraged after the DNC went the way it went. Yeah. Then I think she goes campaigning for Biden. And I think she's pretty pessimistic about the whole thing. But I think she ends up voting for him. And she might even end up working for his uh, social media uh, campaign. I like that. I yeah. like that. Max, you got something? Yeah, I think in the primary, he would have been all in for Marianne Williamson. <laughs> yeah, you remember her? Oprah's no. friend? She's like she Oprah's like, mental health instructor. She and talked she... about, like, orbs and crystals and, like, how love will save America. I could definitely see Luna Lovegood having one of those Erica Badu pussy candles. I could see that. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> I th- you know what? That uh, mentioned, like, when you brought up Trelawney earlier, it made me think of this. Like, that's one criticism I also have of Harry Potter. Nobody's good at potions. Who is Trelawney's favorite student? Like, you would think Luna would be a candidate, but it's really a shame that there's nobody in that category of, like, who's the great... who's good at divination? Yeah, exactly. Like, Mm -hmm. the way we know that Neville is great at herbology and Harry's the best at defense against the dark arts... Right, and right. Hermione's the only history student in the whole school. <laughs> She's like <laughs> getting one-on-one lessons. But yeah, uh, who's this? Who's the star of the of divinations? A hundred percent. Hmm. That's a great. That's a great question. Because you would think it would be Luna because she's quirky. Mm-hmm. But 
Maybe somebody like Lavender Brown, but then didn't Lavender die? Oh, Lavender was pretty good at divination. Well, in like book one, we don't know if it persists. But yeah, that that would be really interesting. Lavender does die. Yeah, she gets killed on Rareva. People want that she's alive just because they've seen too many movies where a person should die and come and like manages to survive. Right. Lavender died. Darn it. Well, (laughs) never mind then. All right, who else we got? Uh, I got Dumbledore and Aberforth. I got both Dumbledores. Okay, I think Aberforth was voting Democrat regardless. I think uh, I think Dumbledore was voting Democrat regardless. Uh, I think Aberforth is a third party. He's registered either Green Party or Libertarian. Probably Libertarian for yeah, me. Yeah, probably Libertarian. You're right. But I think that... I'm folding quick on this episode, by the way. <laughs> well, it's really like whoever goes first gets to, whoever goes second gets to hear what the other person got and then yeah. build off of that. Um, but yeah, I think that Aberforth, I think McGonagall has to convince him to vote. Like, I think he doesn't want to vote. He doesn't believe in it. Um, he probably, like, to be real, he probably catches COVID because he's going to bars not believing that it exists. And then he survives it because he's a tough motherfucker. Like, he barely survives it, though. But and, McGon- and then McGonagall makes him vote. Yes. Because I know he's like, this man keeps telling y'all to keep your mask off, and that's what got you in the hospital in the first place. A hundred percent. So, yeah, I think he comes around, votes for Biden. But I think that um, this is probably the first election of his life that he voted in. Right. I think whenever he meets a black person, he's like, I didn't vote for Obama, but not because I'm not racist, just because I don't vote. <laughs> just because I don't vote. It's nothing against y'all. <laughs> I know how I look and I know how it sounds, but I promise it's nothing against you. All right, old man. <laughs> we don't care that much. How do you think um how do you Double think ha- Hagrid oh. how do you think Hagrid votes? I think that Hagrid initially is like, I don't believe in voting. Then Dumbledore tells him he has to vote for Biden. And then he goes, okay. And then he doesn't have the day of the election on his calendar and he misses it. I think Hagrid goes to vote, tries to vote, forgot he had a felony, and then gets <laughs> kicked out. And he's very upset. <laughs> he's Hagrid. ready to fight. But then he remembers, oh, right, they never expunged that from my record. Yeah, he forgot to write in to LeBron James to pay his felon fees so that he can vote. And he's in a swing state. He's like, uh, he could have voted in Florida, but he yeah. just never wrote to LeBron. Yo, and Hagrid is outraged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like waving his umbrella and shit. <laughs> hey, what would be great is that it's not because, it's not, it's not that it's not expunged because they wouldn't do it. It's because Hagrid never showed up to get it done. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> they get out of him for 20 years. Ayo, hey, we try to take this off your record. We just need your signature, dog. He's like, signature? <laughs> what about this dragon's egg? You're like, that's illegal. <laughs> Why do you have a dragon's egg in this voting center? Uh, uh, all right, and Dumbledore. Dumbledore, I would say he... I think he tells everybody else to vote for Biden, and then he doesn't vote. Because he knows something about just the corruption. He's like, I don't, my vote's not going to matter. But he's telling everybody else that they should vote for Biden. Right. And Dumbledore lives in a place that's going to go blue anyway, like New York. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. All right. What about the Dursleys? 
Oh, come on, fam. You already know how the Dursleys are voting. Yeah, I know I know one of them for sure. Dudley, the other two, I could be convinced. Dudley votes um Dudley votes for Biden. Okay. And it's gonna take some coming around on his end. Um I think he'll be in the kind of the Draco camp, but I think because of everything with um Harry and how it ended up, I think him and Petunia vote for um Joe. I think Vernon goes for uh, Donald. I think he goes for Donald unequivocally. Yes. But I, I think because he goes so hard, that's the reason why the other two go the other way. I 100% agree. I think that Vernon is very loudly supporting of Donald Trump. He's wearing the hats. He's wearing the shirts. Yep. Uh, he's got the camo MAGA hat that only like 300 people have. And then Petunia one day pulls a uh, Dudley aside and she's like, we're both voting for Biden, right? And Dudley's yeah. like, yeah, we're voting for Biden. Yeah, because it's like, it's like um, Lucius and Narcissa, but not that, because Petunia's yeah. not stupid and she's <laughs> not because she isn't. Yeah. And she, she had the character growth that she needed to have by the end of it all. Not to say that it makes her redeemable at all, but you have to see how your kid ended up. You know what I'm saying? Better yes. off for knowing. And for knowing that I think she starts to judge Vernon's friends. Like, yeah, this ain't the crowd I ever thought I'd be hanging out with. I don't like this. Yeah. Can't keep encouraging these types of people. I got a couple more. Uh, let's start with Voldemort. Where, who would you have Voldemort voting for? Or do None you have him? him? Yeah. None of them. None of them. None of them. He, I, he'd, he'd hate them all for being so audacious. I agree with that. He would be like, Trump's too loud. Uh, actually, I think he would vote for Biden. I think he would think that he could control Biden because Biden's going to really represent a return to politics. What, yeah, a return to how politics used to be. Like, I don't think that Biden is like going to do anything amazing. It's no. just he's not going to make basic mistakes like pretending that masks are a political issue and, mm -hmm. you know, like all the all the stuff Trump's done with COVID and all yeah. the goofy stuff he's done with the protests and how he's handled that. When it comes to Joe Biden, it's one of those things where you know it's a you have a cooler head, but somebody's definitely working the controls. Right? Yeah. The thing with Trump is that because he's so loud and abrasive, less people think he's being controlled. And it's like you could look at any interview and tell by how he's putting those graphs together with his hands like that. That's control. Yeah. They're both. It's all elderly abuse across the board, by the way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Personally, <laughs> that's what I think. It is elderly abuse across the board. But I don't. Yeah. But at least with Joe Biden, you you believe that cooler heads and people that want to see us have longevity. Yes. Are in control. Yeah. You know, as and opposed I, to the people that are like. Hey, we we down to let the whole ship go kaboom. <laughs> Which Bellatrix would love. I think that that might be the first time her and Voldemort ever butted heads. I think she would be really into the idea of Trump. But she would be like a QAnon Trump supporter. She yeah. would be like, let's, okay, let's, who are we shooting today? Who are we shooting today? You know so, what I mean? She drives, yeah. she, she drives Rittenhouse to wherever he needs to be. Yeah. Yeah, she would be like, yeah. She would be like doing creepy. Rittenhouse would be her Aaliyah. She would be R. Kelly and Rittenhouse would be her Aaliyah. Yep, straight up. 
Um, so Snape, Snape's a tough one, man. It's like, I, I really don't know. I really don't know what Snape would do. Well, if it's seven books, Snape, he dead. So he'd have <laughs> to root from, from the other side. But I guess if he were alive, um, ah, man. Uh, yeah, but because we're talking about seventh book Snape, I think, I think I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I don't think he'd like Trump because Trump's loud and like, he just arrogant like, and stupid. Yes. But he also wouldn't like Biden because Biden, I mean, he wouldn't like the self-assuredness. He wouldn't like slowly deteriorating in front of our eyes yeah yeah he just wouldn't respect the the leadership or lack of or whatever yeah he wouldn't respect trump's abrasiveness he wouldn't respect biden's frailty or seeming <laughs> or seemingly frail yeah you know I mean? now, we don't know how how healthy the guy is but you know i'm trying to think who snape would like like maybe there's an argument for bernie but maybe there's also an argument for hillary with snape just because like he likes people who have a clear vision. Yeah. But also are smart enough to know when not to be loud. And I dumb. think he would have liked Obama. I think he would have liked Mitt, Mitt Romney. I think uh, he'd have hated Sarah Palin with everything. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He might have just like put a tongue tying hex on her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Snape's so tough. It's really, oh man. I, Wh yeah. Where do you think Kakarov is voting? Oh, he's voting for Trump, but also, I think that like he probably did something to Trump thirty years ago that Trump wants him killed for. So he goes to vote for Trump, casts his vote, and then he's driving home, and Trump shows up and still has him killed anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Like Probably. 30 years ago, he introduced Trump to Epstein. <laughs> oh, you silly. <laughs> Hilarious. Um, Mad-Eye. Mad-Eye doesn't believe in voting. Mad-Eye's mm -hmm. like, I don't care who you Won't guys even leave the house. Yep. If, uh, if Trump does any more, he doesn't believe. I think Mad-Eye believes in COVID. He mm -hmm. believes He's that a Trump's day prepper. Yeah. But Mad-Eye's like, look, if Trump, I'm not going to vote. But if Trump does below a certain level, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna end this thing myself. I'm gonna super vote. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, I'm trying to. I mean, I think McGonagall, McGonagall goes for Biden, Biden. for sure. Um, Old who, politics. Neville's going for Biden. Um, Neville's like probably the. Like, he's naively very much like, oh, Biden's going to take it. Fix it ne all. Neville's, yeah. Neville's your friend who thinks Biden's going to fix it all. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Who, who else we got? Who else we got? Uh, Percy? Percy? If we're going book seven, Percy, Biden. Yeah, I think Percy does the thing of he, he's like a reverse Dobby. He campaigns for Trump. And then at the last, because I think Trump hired him. I think Percy works for Trump. So Percy campaigns for Trump and then he sees like Trump trying to grope Penelope Clearwater and he's like, Oh fuck, I made a huge mistake. And then he votes for Biden. Interesting. Max, how about you? What you think, fam? Um, I think Percy probably like uh, Snape. I think they would might've both been uh, 
or maybe more person. I think they could have been like Trump 2016 guys, and then we're like, how, like, just like, it can't be Hillary, and then just like, how bad it could it be? And then they're like, oh, that was pretty bad. <laughs> and then they switch. All right. The last ones I got for you are the Marauders, but as kids, young Marauders. Because I think older Marauders, they're probably all going for Biden. Mm-hmm. But if you catch them as kids, like, Lily's definitely for Biden. Biden. But really, like Sirius and James. I was gonna say Sirius and James. Yeah. I, I, they would be the type that would vote for Trump just to see. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean? Just to see other people cry. They definitely voted for Trump the first time. They yeah. were just like, we need to clear the swamp. They were like that kind of person that voted for Bernie in the primary, but Trump mm-hmm. in the general right. the first time. Yep. Uh, they're like anyone but her. Like they're wearing yeah. like those shirts. Silly. So they were similarly mad at the injustice. Dude, Snape would have gotten Lily Potter over Hillary Clinton. That would have been Snape would have like swooped in and taken Lily from James because of just like he would have voted for Hillary just because he knew James wasn't gonna, and right. then that would have been enough. That'd have been the end. It would have been like the reverse of the mudblood thing. Yeah, he would have known. Yeah, yeah, that would have been the end. That definitely would have been the end. There'd be no Harry. There'd be no Harry. Or, had, or there would be a um, much different Harry. Yeah. Much, Harry much Snape? different Harry. Oh, that's a weird kid. Yeah. Man, we should talk about that next episode. Let's what if it. Harry's dad was Snape? Oh, that's a good one. What All if right. Snape was Harry's dad? I got you. Well, that's uh, you want. Should we sort? Should we sort someone to close this out? I mean, yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Um, so we sorted. Vote. I'm trying to think, Max. Who, uh, who, who's worth sorting right now? Who's like the big, who, who's the person of the week? Do you think? Oh man, of this week, um, damn, I don't even know. Um, <laughs> there's talk of uh, Putin poisoning someone. Maybe. Putin. Have we ever sorted Putin? I don't think so. Man, I might get myself in trouble. There's not a lot of people I respect less than him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like, and I know that he sends people around the world trying to, um, you know, if, if apparently he tried to kill a guy in Canada kind of recently. Was that the poisoning story you were talking about? I'm not sure where the poisoning happened. I think it might have been a, like someone in England. I'm oh, not let's, sure, though. Let's let's support uh, let's let's sort uh, Melania because she had the green screen dress, and I mean Putin. I, I we can sort both that Putin is a textbook Slytherin with undertones of the Gaunts. Uh, that's w- would you agree with that, Nico? Yeah, I don't I don't know much about the dude besides the fact that opinions get people killed as far as yeah. he's concerned. Yeah, good point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So for that What's reason, he want to be now? <laughs> you know what I mean? So for that reason, I think he's in slittering. Yeah. And I think he's proud of whatever it is he does and whatever, whatever. Yeah. So let's do Melania. Yeah. Uh, where, would you, where would you put Melania? I feel like she's in Azkaban, dog. <laughs> Honestly. Honestly, have you, seen, have you ever seen a more unhappy individual? Yeah, that's a good point. Well, she just she wheeled and dealed her way into uh, being like Ric Flair. <gasps> Woo! <laughs> yeah, she. I think she's uh, 
regretting some choices later on. I mean, she's kind of got some Narcissa vibes for sure. Yeah, fam. I, I don't know. With her, it's definitely slithering because it's hard to feel sorry. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's definitely like Narcissa where it's like, but I mean, you were down with this, right? So, <sighs> but it's also like, that's a lady, dog. She shouldn't have to go through that. I mean, that's like, that's a lady in terms of the sense of the definition of the word. <laughs> right. But in terms of a Victorian sense, to me, I look at Melania and I go, that is a former sex worker who has done nothing to advocate for the rights of sex workers. Like right. she abandoned her people. Like the same way that yep. Candace Owens abandoned her people, the yep. same way Ben Shapiro abandoned his people. Yep. Mel- Melania's Trump's people are strippers and she yeah. abandoned her people. Abandoned them. Yeah. A hundred percent. Nobody so I, no, and nobody ever brings that up except right here on the Pot of Hood podcast. No, I'll I'll say like even if you're undecided, the thing that should push you one way or the, over the other is aren't you tired of having a first lady who reeks of transactional sex? Right. <laughs> like Anna Nicole Smith, like I can respect Anna Nicole Smith because her job was a person who got famous for transactional sex. Our first lady of our country is somebody who was able to leverage transactional sex into a leadership position. And you heard it here first on the Pot of Hood <laughs> podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! Pot of 2020. Pot of 2020. Pause is on a roll. <laughs> well, I, you know, I wanted to end strong. Melania's the most Slytherinist. She might be more of a Slytherin than Donald. Yeah, 100%. Because, again, you networked yourself in this position. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? You like, really- Donald, he has a little bit of a Ravenclaw undertone because, like uh, – like Lockhart, he crafted a brilliant persona that people get addicted to and they want in their lives. Melania, she just kept trading up her pussy. Like it was like a fucking car. She's like a car dealer, but with her. And she just got a really good deal. So, sold to a sucker. Sold to a sucker. <laughs> but then, but then, but then it lasted longer than it was supposed to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that, and that sucker... Went in a whole nother direction. You ain't yeah. know he's gonna. Ha- you ain't know you's gonna have to go with him. Not like this. Well, I think she was into the part of it where she was like meeting people on Celebrity Apprentice. Like, oh, I get to meet Arsenio or Pendulette yeah. or whoever. And now she's just having to hang out with like. You know, it's sad. Yeah. And not for her. I just mean in general. You remember the image that was being portrayed of these people? Back then, which ones? The Trumps. Oh yeah, general, yeah. how oh, they yeah, were yeah. mostly liked. Yeah, you know what I'm saying by a lot of folks. And then this position just. Yeah. Through that whole thing and the upheaval, it's it's wild. Yeah, I mean, it reminds me. I mean, it reminds me of uh, Birdman. That's who it reminds me of. It's like when. Birdman, when he first came out on the scene, he was surrounded by fun people like Manny Fresh is amazing, Lil Wayne's amazing. Mm -hmm. But once we started to get to know him better, we were like, "Uh, this guy makes me really uncomfortable. Now, if Birdman was the president and he was like trying to sell Alaska for $3 billion into his personal fund, 
we would be like, fuck this guy. But it's, yeah, some people, some people need to know themselves a little better and understand that they are not built for the microscope. Right. 100%. 100%. Well, Paz has spitting nothing but facts here on the podhood today, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) I've made enemies of two of the scariest people in the world, Vladimir Putin and Birdman. And I think that that's enough for me today. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think so, too. I think think that's (laughs) enough for you today. (laughs) they're going to be like the laundry list of if I get killed in Vegas, the list of people who could have done it. <laughs> Got to get, we'll keep the pause alive, fam. No need to worry about that. You know what I mean? We're going to put Max Marcus on the case if anything happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a fun one, man. Yeah, this is fun. Okay, great. Fun. Let's wrap it up. All right, let's wrap up. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to the quarantine series of the Potterhood Podcast. This has been episode 18. So, time for plugs. Max, where can they find you? They can find me on all social media at Max Marcus Comedy and my new podcast, The Max Cast. Make sure y'all check that out. Give it five stars on iTunes. You can find me on Instagram at NicoWhite93. That's at N-E-K-O-W-H-I-C-E-9-3 on Instagram. Will, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram at Will Posnan, W-I-L-L-P-O-Z-N-A-N. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Potterhood Podcast. Will on three. One, two, three. Mischief Mischief managed. managed.